Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Shrek, but I'm joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast today. We are talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers potentially, or at least urge to sign another offensive lineman. And on top of that, some wild playoff odds for the Pittsburgh Steelers and, uh, a prediction by good old ESPN that, man, can't be farther from a possibility, I guess. We'll dive into all that and more. It's a beautiful day in the Berg. The Pit Panthers are 1-0 and and uh, put a couple of bucks in my pocket, so appreciate that. How was yesterday? How are you feeling, my friend? Yesterday was great. It was it was actually a lot of fun to be to be back in the swing of things, back at, back at the stadium, um, doing stuff like that, getting back into the routine of the regular season. A blowout win makes things easy. Um, but it yes. was it's it's I was reminded of how much fun I have in the press box and just hanging out on game day. It's it's a great time. It is. It is always I mean, there's nothing better than covering football for a living, you know? It's just it's a blessing we get to experience 17, 17 weeks a season, hopefully more this year, which we will dive into. But let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers potentially signing an offensive lineman. Bleacher bleacher report who, you know, take that as you will has urged the Pittsburgh Steelers to go out and make one more addition to their 53-man roster, and that is former Las Vegas Raider and Seattle Seahawks guard Gabe Jackson, who they believe is the perfect backup to Isaac Siamalu and James Daniels this season. Quote, given the success of the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line under position coach Jeff Stoutland, it's not a bad idea just to poach former Eagles offensive lineman. However, Nate Herbig suffered a shoulder injury during training camp. While he seems to be trending in the right direction, it also exemplifies how important it is to have depth on the offensive line. Gabe Jackson could help provide more of that. The 32-year-old is getting up there in years, but he has started at least 15 games in each of the last three seasons. Last year, he allowed only two sacks for the Seattle Seahawks, according to PFF. 32 years old, has started his entire career, right? All but one game, you said, just a couple of minutes ago. At this point, the Steelers have Nate Herbig, and then they kept Spencer Anderson, made two moves right at the roster deadline to get rid of some guard depth. I mean, you look at this move, you look at the urgency. Do you do you agree or do you disagree? You know, I think there is, there is something to be said for the Steelers needing a little bit more depth along the offensive line uh, just, you know, after trading two guys away. Um but I'm not sure it's as pressing as this kind of makes it out to be. Um, yeah. You know, if you can get a guy like, I mean, I think Gabe Jackson is a good player, um, like super durable. 
Um, like you said, only gave up two sacks last year. Like those are impressive numbers. Um, but I, I don't know if they really need, you know, another another guard. I don't think Nate Nate Herbig's injury is serious at all. And I get it. Like yeah. you know, offensive like the trenches are a meat grinder, and you know anything can happen. But I don't know. There's nothing really to indicate that the Steelers are or the offensive line is, you know, injury prone or anything or like that. Like I'm not. I mean, I mean the two guys who like like Kevin Dotson was the one who. Yeah, he was the injury guy. Yeah, and now he's in there, out of there. So I don't like it's. I, I'm not super concerned with with the depth there, the threat of injury. So I don't think this is super necessary. I mean, if you were thinking about a cosmetic, you know, addition to to the 53 man roster, yeah, I guess this would work. This would probably make sense, but I, I don't think it's super necessary. Yeah, I kind of look at it like, why would you get rid of Kevin Dotson and Kendrick Green just to say, oh, well, we need more offensive line depth? Yeah. Because at that point, like you, you. We're sold on Spencer Anderson enough to make those moves. You viewed Nate Herbig as like the guy behind Siamalu and James Daniels. And I don't think that you're making that move. I don't think that you're getting rid of Kevin Dotson if you don't believe Nate Herbig is going to be ready for the season, you know, and like that shoulder injury isn't such a huge deal. So I just don't know why you'd go out and sign somebody else if you're just sold on what you have right now. And on top of that, like, Gabe Jackson, I don't know what he's looking for. And this deep into the year, it's hard to say that he's going to get a starting job somewhere, but I doubt he's looking to be like the third guy, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what he's going to be like. Nate Herbig is their backup. They feel really good about Nate Herbig as that second guy. He's only 25 years old. So there's no point in saying, oh, well, you know, let's bring in an experienced guy. No, build Nate Herbig. This is what you do. And what do you get? You're not going to get rid of Spencer Anderson. So at that at that point, you're going back to where they were before cuts, which was probably get rid of Dylan Cook, add Gabe Jackson, make Spencer Anderson that all-around guy, which is not ideal, and everybody's acknowledged that's not ideal. And then Gabe Jackson is your fourth interior offensive lineman. Just, you know, not a, just kind of puts you back to where you were, and I don't think the Steelers were looking for that. Yeah, no, not yeah, No, I completely agree. It's... It's a little bit redundant. I and it feels like a move that they would have made already. You know, like yeah. if they if they actually felt like they needed. I, I think there is an argument for, okay, Kevin Dotson. I guess Kevin Dotson was pretty good, but you know, Ken, trading away Kendrick Green, like you're just not happy with his performance. You get a draft pick back, and then you upgrade yeah. with a Gabe Jackson. But yeah, like you said, I I don't think I think that just brings them back to to square one. They've already you know I, I think they're very settled in with the rotation that they got and the guys that they got. I, I just don't. This just wouldn't. This feels like extra effort for something that they don't really need. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think at this point, people are just trying to come up with whatever they could possibly come up with. But why are you, you know, why why are you trying to don't add a move to a team that feels yeah. pretty set in stone? You know, like there's just no need to there's no need to make adjustments just to make adjustments. And it also shows that. A lot of people don't pay attention to the Pittsburgh Steelers as well as maybe some other teams. And as a national media standpoint, like that's tough to do is to say that I'm going to pay attention to every team in a deep dive and understand everybody. But if you spent about a week around the Pittsburgh Steelers in the last month, you'd understand that they are real confident in Spencer Anderson and they want that guy to develop into something. And on top of that, like Nate Herbig's just their dude, you know, like he's he's been their guy since the second he signed. There's just no need to continue to uh, to add pieces to the puzzle on a team that they already believe is is finished. Right. Let's dive into some playoff stuff. 
over the last week, week and a half, I'd say, the Pittsburgh Steelers have gotten every single side of the playoff conversation. The Kenny Pickett is it. This is real. You know, jump on the, on the bandwagon. I've watched Good Morning Football two or three times over the last two weeks, and every single time it is Kyle Brandt standing there screaming about how much everyone should love Kenny Pickett. Then you go online and you hear guys like uh, Mike Tattenbaum who are just like, yeah, man, whatever. Like this guy sucks. The Steelers suck. Mike Tomlin sucks. Everybody in Pittsburgh sucks. And you're like, okay, all right. Glad to glad that we're getting both sides of the argument here. And then you look at ESPN's latest prediction of, I believe there's eight or nine teams with their odds of making the playoffs. According to ESPN's analytics, let me read off this list for you. The New York Jets, 51.5%. The the Atlanta Falcons, excuse me, 40.6%. The Detroit Lions, 65.4%. The Denver Broncos, 34%. The Chicago Bears, 34.2%. The LA Rams, 24.8%. The New Orleans Saints, 56.5%. The New England Patriots, I almost forgot where the Patriots were from, 23.8%. The Green Bay Packers, 27.9%. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, 34.4% chance to make the playoffs. I mean, it's understandable coming off a year and seeing what the AFC is that there is a little bit of doubt. But you look at some of these teams that the league, or at least the national media, considers on the rise – And it's almost as if the Pittsburgh Steelers just don't exist. Like there's maybe minimal reason to not have faith in this team. And a lot of people that are putting way more faith in other teams around the league over the Pittsburgh Steelers. You saw that list. What were your thoughts? Yeah, this is just, you know, I hear that number 34% and I don't super know what to make of it. But when you like compare it to what other teams are at, like the kind of, well, just literally the odds that other teams have, like, I, I don't know the, the to think that they're on the same plane as like the Denver Broncos right now. Like yes. I get it. Like they, they got, but like how did the Broncos kind of get on that same plane as the Steelers? You know, you watched those two teams last year and there was one that looked just completely devoid of hope. And the other where you could see, like you could see some things start to build. Uh, and I think that I feel the same way about the bears. Um, you know, I know the bears did get better, but like, yeah, but like how much better, right? Know? Like, and, and, the Bears are in a tough division too. Like that's that's part of the part of the argument, right? Is that the Steelers are in such a tough division. The AFC yeah. is so tough, but like you're telling me that like you're telling me that the NFC North isn't going to be tough this year. It, it has like four teams that could all conceivably make the playoffs. Like yeah, it, it, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I just don't understand when you look when you like compare the compare these numbers to other teams around the league. Like the Steelers got significantly better. They, it, their roster got better. They have an easier schedule. You know, yep. like this is all the signs are pointing up when, and, and they, yeah, like you said, they're being, they're being overlooked in that aspect too. Like, and it's a bet on, it's 34% chance to win one more game than last year, right? Like, and you yeah. can't, you're telling me you can't, that, that's all. Like, there's only a 34% chance they win 10 games instead of nine. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's what I'm saying. Like this, and, and you're right. Like the argument is, it's got to be at least. Oh, well, they're in a tough division. Oh, well, they're in a tough conference. The FC's stacked. That's, I 100% agree. 100% agree. But the Miami Dolphins were half a game into the playoffs. You're telling me that they're going to, that the Steelers can't surpass them. There's not like an opportunity there. Um, other teams, the New York Jets have 51% chance of making the, That's the, crazy. the playoffs. How does that happen? Like, if you, yeah. if so, so what you're saying is that they have immediately surpassed teams like the Miami Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars, probably. Um, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Ravens, like they have, they've, they've hit the wild, unless you're thinking they're going to win the division, then it's, you know, they're a wild card team. So they've immediately surpassed all, all they've done is add Aaron Rodgers. That's all they've done. And do we forget that Aaron Rodgers was nothing special last year? No, like, let's no, be real. Like he's seven years old. Yeah. At what point do we start like questioning? Ah, well, you know, maybe, maybe that isn't it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Aaron Rodgers was nothing, uh, nothing to jump your odds that significantly but still like just you know Steelers alone okay sticking with the AFC North the Cincinnati Bengals are the Cincinnati Bengals and even if people want to discredit them in some way or another they're the Cincinnati Bengals uh, I am very high on what the Bengals potential could be really until Joe Burrow leaves like when Joe Burrow leaves I'll reevaluate things but for right now yeah okay the Baltimore Ravens I, I could guess go got like a could go yeah. a bunch of different ways yeah yeah, like you, you might, you probably got better on offense, but how bad was your offense? You know, yeah. like how, where, where, if the bar was this low and you went to here, is that enough right. to say that, you know, you've taken that step? Right. And, and is then, Lamar going to, is Lamar going to be there the entire year? Yes. Like, we don't know that that's far from a guarantee as well. Yeah. They're dealing with injuries. They lost both of their starting corners at this point. Like there's a million question marks when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns are in the same boat. Like the hype around the the Cleveland Browns is huge every single year, every single season. The Cleveland Browns are the team to beat out of nowhere, just because on paper, they look ridiculous. And every year, year after year, they just bottom of the barrel in the AFC North. And maybe that will change. Maybe it will, but until proven otherwise, I am not going like that's, that's how I look at the Steelers until proven. Otherwise I have faith in the Steelers until proven. Otherwise I have no faith in the Cleveland Browns. So all you have to do is, you know, find yourself in second place in the AFC North. And we haven't even dove into the division or into the the conference yet, but like, I can't name, I can't name four teams that I think are wild card teams that are better than the Pittsburgh Steelers and have a better opportunity to make the playoffs than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you? No, I don't think so. I mean, so Jags probably going to win their division. Jags city going to win theirs. You can pencil in the bills, but it's yeah, like we'll guess. But that's a better guess than New York. Yeah, but it's like it's like in that same kind of t- like that next tier is like Chargers, uh, Chargers, Chargers, Jets, Chargers, Jets, Steelers, and the Dolphins. Dolphins? Yeah, and then, yeah. Like, Dolphins gonna be without Jalen Ramsey for five weeks. So like, I, exactly. I I don't know. I'm like the Dolphins are seem a little suspect to me, like a little iffy. I'm not. So like, yeah. I, but that's all to like the Steelers have such a steady presence i like how do, how do i put this like they are among all of those teams i think they're one that you can be very 
very certain about. Like their floor yes. is is pretty high and pretty pretty solid. Like their ceiling is a lot more volatile. Like you don't know like how high they can actually reach exactly, but like yes, like you said, like with Mike Tomlin, they are going to win. They're going to win nine games. Like they're going to win nine games. It's all just about that one more that one more win against an easier yeah. schedule, like we said. Yeah, and you haven't even put into consideration yet. You're just looking at the division and the conference and Mike Tomlin, but like you haven't taken into account that you go through this roster and they have a, a 10 times better wide receiver core than they did a year ago. They have a, a 10 times better offensive line than they had a year ago. They have not one, but possibly three tight ends that they feel pretty good about. Their defensive line is ridiculous, like better than they've been. I mean, last year, last year, DeMarvin Leal was playing everywhere. This year, like if DeMarvin Leal doesn't see the field, you're like, well, that's, there's seven other dudes that should see playing time as well. They finally have some inside linebackers, it looks like. Their corners are very questionable, but their corners were very questionable a year ago. And their safety, in my opinion, like a little bit better than a year ago, just because you didn't have DeMonte KZ for the first eight weeks of the season. If he stays healthy, you have DeMonte KZ. And I like Keanu Neal. Like Keanu oh, Neal yeah. is a dude that I think has a lot of potential in this defense. It just, you know, there's just, it just seems like the Steelers are a team that improved. And like you said, we're one, we're one spot or one win away from the postseason. Or like a Joe Flacco does anything for the New York Jets and they're in the post. Like that's all they needed. They needed Joe Flacco to score more than six points in a ball game to go to the postseason. And that's the team that has a 51% chance of making the playoffs instead of the Pittsburgh Steelers is the New York Jets who, with Joe, without Aaron Rodgers, and I get it, without Aaron Rodgers is a huge if, but couldn't put up more than six points to go beat the Miami Dolphins and give the Pittsburgh Steelers a playoff shot. But this year, with Aaron Rodgers, it's over. Yeah. It is over. And I guess Dalvin Cook, too. I took Dalvin Cook in my fantasy league last year, or yesterday, so you gotta hope I'm kind of hoping that one works out. <laughs> kind of hoping that one works out. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, like, the Jets certainly got better, but. 50% chance to make the that just seems because there is going to be some dysfunction there like not saying yes. they're going to be bad but they are it's not going to be completely smooth sailing throughout the entire season especially early on I could almost guarantee you that I've been watching mm -hmm. a lot of hard knocks recently if you can if you haven't been able to tell <laughs> no no but like that's there are going to be some growing pains when you like bring in that kind of roster turnover especially on offense so that thing is yes. not going to be firing like I fully expect them to I think they play the first like Monday night football game of the year they might like come out and just lay yeah. a complete egg against the against the Bills. Um, but yeah, I yeah, hope not like, because I also have Garrett Wilson and Aaron mm. Rodgers. Man, I want real Jets. Yeah, heavy on you this team. really. Yeah, for someone who's talking down the Jets right now, you're not a. You yeah. seem to be a believer in a lot of their players. Yeah, the group chat who was just destroying me yesterday. They might be. Uh, they might be onto something. Yeah. They might be onto something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this before we. Uh, before we we dive back in, it's just a quick fantasy football question. Took Kenny Pickett like the twelfth round. Feeling confident in Kenny Pickett? I don't hate it. Um, right? Yeah. Backup quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Not bad. Oh, oh yeah, he's your backup to. Okay, okay. I was like, yeah, on yeah, the same yeah. Team. Um, no, but I, yeah, I, I don't hate that. I mean, I don't know how many picks you like have in your league. Like, I think it's like fifteen teams or fifteen a team. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't hate that. I mean, like Kenny. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't just like draft Kenny straight up as my no. starting quarterback, but I think there is some potential that like you can 
you'll be able to read it out by week one. Because also, that's the other thing. You wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to start him like against the Niners, you know, and then things get like, things get much easier from there. So you can like, yeah, make a little read on it after week one. You know, I I don't hate that. I don't hate that. No, I thought it was a good one. Also got George Pickens. I was going to say, I I really wanted to pick up at least a Steelers guy in like every league that I'm in, but I, I was gunning for Pickens. I think I had a chance to get Pickens, but he's picked like two picks before me or something. I feel like the, the receivers are like, you know, like Pickens, Johnson, Firemuth, even like Jalen Warren, Allen, like those are the guys in the Steelers that I think are really, I did also want to get the Steelers defense too. I also got the Steelers defense. I went Kenny, George, and Steelers defense. You always have to have one, like you said. Like yeah. It just makes Sundays a lot more fun to sit there and just be like, yeah. yes, good catch, JP. Attaboy. Yeah. <laughs> Attaboy. That's six points. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just it adds a little spark. Um, but I was feeling good about the pickings. I, was, I took a lot. Of, I, I went Kenny over Tua, which, again, oh, straight yeah. to this argument. Oh. Right? Tua, uh, so much hype around, around Tua Tagovailoa. Almost like just doesn't make any sense to me, man. Just doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Give it to Kenny. Last thing I want to talk about here, sticking with the Steelers uh, playoff odds and the expectations for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2023. They have also been named on a list of four teams that are likely most likely to decline this season. They are sitting next to the Philadelphia Eagles, former Super Bowl participant. Yeah, runner up. Thank you. Philadelphia Eagles. The Minnesota Vikings, who, you know, yeah, say what you will, but the Minnesota Vikings, are they're never good. They're never a team I'm going to bet on. But I'm yeah. confident enough that they're always going to make the playoffs. Like, yeah. they're always I mean, going to be there. Yeah, damn it. They can win. They can win 11 games. Like they. That's what I'm saying. Like, they just else, do yeah. it. Yeah. Kirk Cousins just gets you there. You know, he doesn't win you. He doesn't yeah. win it for you, but he's, he'll get you there. Uh, and the New York Giants, which that one I kind of feel oh, maybe. Really? I don't I don't feel that one at you, all. Uh, you high on the New York Giants, huh? Oh yeah. We well we talked about this on the way out to the trove one day. I'm a I'm a Danny Dimes guy. Oh, I'm, you are a Danny Dimes guy. And I like I like Jalen Hyatt. I like Darren Waller. I like all those guys. So I'm I'm a little higher on the Jets that and they also got they got a, a old pit guy, Jason Pinnock. He's been playing well for them. So yeah, I think True. he's gonna like start a safety, but yeah, no, I'm 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 in on the Giants. All right. All right. Either way, Pittsburgh Steelers, team to decline. Much like we said, all you have to do is win. One more game. So I think the simplest way to go about this, just to start things off, is we're just going to find 10 wins that the Pittsburgh Steelers could come up with. Week one against the San Francisco 49ers, we're, we'll find easy wins. You know, we're not yeah. even going to, we'll wait on the hard ones. I wouldn't say that's a guaranteed win. The Cleveland Browns in week two at home, take it. Monday night football, I'll get, I'll that's get a win. Them. Yeah, that's a win. The Las Vegas Raiders in week three, Sunday night football, that's a win. At Houston, the following week, C.J. Stroud got huge expectations for him. I like DeMarco Ryans. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. <laughs> it's a win. There is three. The Baltimore Ravens, never, never a guarantee. Can't, can't say that one. You go on the bye week, you come back. The Los Angeles Rams, Kevin Dotson. That's a win. Yeah. That's four. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I think are, yeah, the close, but not a guarantee. Oh, I, I'm not thinking a guarantee. No, I think that'd be a loss. That that seems like a loss to me. That's what I'm saying. I, I think oh, that oh, yeah, that's yeah, still yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. that's very much so up in the air. Tennessee Titans, though, that's yeah. a win. Yeah, that's an easy one. That's five right there. The Green Bay Packers. I don't know how you good you feel about the Green Bay Packers, but I'm gonna say win great. for now. That's like not uh, you know too many unknowns. 
Too many unknowns. That's a win. The Cleveland Browns will say they split the series. Cincinnati Bengals, we're not going to go that one. So we're at six wins right now, I believe. The Arizona Cardinals, worst team in football, possibly. Win. Shout out Donnie Drew. See you on uh, <laughs> December 3rd. That'll be a fun one. I'll leave this one up to you. We're at seven right now. The New England Patriots. That one might get ugly. That why are they why are they playing that ugly a, for that's ugly such a third. for the for the Patriots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patriots. I I, <laughs> I I don't know if I've said this actually on the podcast. The Patriots can be bad this year. I, I'm not. I'm not convinced that I. Well, actually, that's not yeah. true. I swing back and forth all the time. Like sometimes yeah. when I'm just like sitting in bed at night, I'm like, well, well, defense is all right. And like, <laughs> no, they actually have an offensive coordinator this year. And then no, no, I I need to stop. Like I need to stop doing that. They're gonna be bad. That's a win for the all Steelers. Right. So that's, I believe that's seven. The Indianapolis Colts, there's eight. Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to split that one. Seattle, I'm going to say is a toss-up, and Baltimore is a toss-up. So you got eight easy wins, and then you could go, I'd say San Fran's a toss-up. The, you know, chances are you're going to win one of the Baltimore games, and chances are you're going to win one of the Cincinnati games. So that's two more. Isn't that what they did? They did all last year. They split split the division. Right down the middle, yeah. right? They, yeah. With everybody, but did they lose to the Browns? They might have beat the Browns twice. No, because they lost that first one that Mitch, uh, George uh, Pickens had that true. crazy catch. It was in Baltimore. It was like a Thursday night game, too. That was- true, 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 true. They did lose that one. So th- say they split those three. That's another three more wins. You're at 10. Uh, we haven't even, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, we'll say that's that's a that loss. One could, but- yeah, that one also, could, that one could go either way. I mean, at home. Um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think the Seattle Seahawks are the same way. Like, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen to the Seattle Seahawks. I just look at all those and say, eh, maybe. And, like, they're not going perfect. The Steelers are not winning every single game. But we just came up with, like, 12 games that yeah. very, very winnable. All you have to do is win 10 of them yeah. to be a team on the rise. And they did. They won nine last year with a significantly worse roster. Like, a significantly yeah. worse roster. Yeah. And, like, zero court. Like, I think the biggest thing is, yes, yeah, significantly worse roster. The war, like it would have been a better quarterback situation if Mitch sucked and played the whole season, you know, just because then you don't have you're four weeks into the year and you go, oh, well, never mind. Kenny's got to learn it all and do it all and adjust. And he wasn't probably ready to start week one. He's probably not ready to start now. His first start was against the Buffalo Bills. His second start was against the Miami Dolphins. And his third start was against the freaking Philadelphia Eagles which is, you know, like you just tossed him into the worst fire imaginable and said, hey, go figure it out. And we're, we're very lucky. I mean, they're very lucky he did by the end of the season. But, like, just like the the starting line of where the Pittsburgh Steelers are this year compared to last year is just ridiculously head and shoulders. It's yeah. nowhere close. Yeah. And it's not just, like, the additions they made. It's, like, you're counting on. And I think you sh- it's perfectly reasonable to expect, like, major steps forward from – Guys at the most important positions. Like, yes, you have a true wide receiver one now. You've got a quarterback who actually like knows what he's doing. He's got an offensive line that is, is significantly upgraded. Uh, you've got a defensive line that's deep, deeper than ever. Your linebackers are so much better. Like, we've already, you know, run through these a million times. But, like, I don't understand how you look at that roster and look at the floor. that Because it's not like, you know, the Eagles thing. Like, I think that that makes a little bit more sense in terms of like they reach such a high spot. Like yeah. there's really, there's limited room to go up and there's a lot of room to go down like that. Yeah. That makes a somewhat, I, I don't agree with it, but I think it makes a little bit of sense. The Steelers weren't even like in that like super lofty position. And then 
lost a bunch of dude. No, it's like the complete opposite. They started from actually like a pretty low place and then continued to get better and just got, and then just like significantly upgraded their roster. And like we said, facing a much easier schedule. Like I, I'd be really curious to hear like what the, what the argument is for why they would decline. I think everything yeah. about them says arrow up, you know, and it's yeah. got to play out on the field, but like in terms of expectations, like they, sh- yeah, I, I don't understand that at all. No. And, and like, just like you said, like the starting point of where they'd be, the Broncos are a team that's most likely to improve. The Bears are a team that's most likely to improve. The Browns are a team that's most how likely the, to improve. How are the, the Bears and the Steelers not like the exact same situation? The Bears and the Steelers? Yeah. Is, yeah. is it not like, I mean, the Bears were, you know, starting from a much worse place, but like, you know, young no, quarterback. That's that's, yeah. Young quarterback that's growing. Exactly. Yeah. And you got him like some better, better, some better weapons. Like that defense is, I actually don't know how good the Bears defense will be. No, me neither, but I expect to be okay. Like, but, like the know, Steelers better. defense is going to be better. Like, yeah, like it's, so I don't, I, I don't understand how the Bears are a team that can improve, but like are, are, are set to improve or have trajectory upwards while the Steelers wouldn't be. The uh, the fourth team on that list is the L.A. Rams. Jesus. So. Okay. <laughs> the Rams, might, the Rams saying, are going to have like a top three pick. Yeah. 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 I don't know what their pick was this year, but I don't think it was. Did they even have a pick? I no, think they didn't because still... they traded. They traded all of them away to win that one Super Bowl. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. You win a ring. That's all that counts. But still like that. I don't know where they would have picked. I think it was. I think I don't remember. I don't remember who they traded with. But uh, oh, it had to be the Lions, right? Because it was Stafford. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember where the Lions picked. Yeah, but, but they also had to trade for like OBJ. Oh, and, true. And who? Oh, Von Miller. Didn't they get Von, Von Miller? Miller was on that yeah. list? Yeah, yeah. True. There's a million of them. They mm. they gave away everything. I don't remember where they picked last year, but chances are they're going down. But just like you said, like you know, it just especially like a team. Just to compare them to the Browns, like one more time. Like if the te- if the Browns are a team on the rise, you just think the Steelers are going to be worse than the Browns? Like, yeah. I just. Even I could see them be a neck and neck if everything goes right for the Browns and the Steelers, but I just don't see. And I don't Bra- see the. Go I don't ahead. see either of them like taking that. You know what I mean? Like I just don't see Cleveland like taking that massive jump while the Steelers are just sitting there like, ah, oh, yeah, no, I don't know how it didn't work out. Right, right, and Cleveland's not even like super young or anything. Like they're no, I mean they're they're just a bunch of veterans that like you know people. I think they have some talent. They have talent, but like. If you're talking about trajectory and expectation and like where teams are trending, I don't know. I, I feel like the Steelers have a much more solid base, and then the sky is the limit in terms of their potential. Like whether or not that yeah. actually play like, that, and because that's the thing, this isn't like this isn't objective. Like you know, you can measure like potential or like whether or not a team will improve or get like. But it's, I just I know it's subjective, but like I don't understand how you look at the Steelers and think. I just there's nothing about the roster, the the schedule, the anything that makes me think that they are more likely to get worse than they are to get better. I, I just yeah. I, I truly don't don't understand this at all. I don't either. It's the it's the flip flop of the national media. It's a tough spot to be for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I hate calling out like I don't like to attack media or say anybody's wrong. But like just like when you look at the NFL as a wide scope, for some reason, the Pittsburgh Steelers are always a team that have a negative light on them. Couldn't tell you why but it always just seems to happen that way. I just think that, you know, you start with such a strong ground in Mike Tomlin that it's it, like any year is very, like you give this guy anything 
and yeah. he's going to make something out of it. You know, you give him a lot, which is what you gave him this year. He's going to make a lot out of it. Like, he's, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to win a Super Bowl, but would you be like, would you really be that surprised if the Steelers found themselves in the Super Bowl? Like at the in February came and you're just like, holy shit, the Steelers. Like, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't go put a bet on it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it's even li- remotely likely. What I would say is that if January rolled around and the Steelers were ridiculous, I'd be like, yeah, well, you know what? That's just what happens when you have a coach like this and you give them the players like this. That's just what happens. You know, what doesn't happen is losing. You don't you don't go the opposite way. So, yeah, tough, tough spot to be Good. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just I mean, it would surprise me, but not like it, yeah. I would look back on it and say, oh, well, like, you know, I saw all this stuff during training camp and I saw like the roster improvements and everything like. So I guess in hindsight, like I would. You know, we'd arrive at Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl Sunday, and be like, "Wow, holy shit!" Like the the Steelers are actually here, but you know, like the writing's on the wall. The reasons are there. Yes. You know, like it's 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 not it's not completely improbable in my mind. You know. Yes, yes, and that's a good point. Like that's a, and I feel like I'm dragging this out, but that's a that's a really good point. The writing, the writing is on the wall. Like you, the writing is not on the wall for a team like the Cleveland Browns to make a significant jump because. They have the same guys and the same team. And yeah, they've added it a little bit, but like they've just continued to bank on Deshaun Watson's got to be Deshaun Watson. And like that writing is not on the wall. It's not there, but Kenny Pickens improvement is on the, is writing on the wall, the offensive line, the defense, all writing on the wall, Mike Tomlin writing on the wall. There, there is signs, you know? And I think that is the biggest thing here is that there are a lot of teams that get hyped that don't have these signs that you're just like, well, they should, this should happen. The Steelers are like, well, it should like, you know, Kenny Pickett shouldn't be this good in year two, but he could be because he's looked pretty good as of this point. Yeah. And I think that's where that's where the, the that's where if you're going to come up with a reason whether or not they should incre- increase or decrease, it should be improvement. Yeah. All right. With that, we're heading out of here and we begin week one of the NFL season. Football is played this Sunday and we cannot wait thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk make sure to subscribe to us on youtube youtube.com slash all Steelers talk and find us anywhere you get your podcasts find all of our work at all Steelers.com and recap Pitt's dominant win over warford did i get that one right no what wofford yeah there you go there it is worst real quick worst logo of all time yeah in the history of the world that is yeah. just the softest logo man trying to make a terrier look scary that's yeah you can't really do that that's awful is that what i didn't even realize it was a tear i didn't pay attention to what their name was i just sat there and watched the game but it, oh my god it was like a it was like a it was it was like a a bulldog for a kid's show or something it right and it awful. looks like it's from like the 50s or something yeah, really bad. Really, like, really, really bad. They, yeah, it, they, it's classic in a bad way, you know? It's like vintage yes. in a bad way. It's Yeah, upgrade it. Like, just make it a little bit meaner. A little something. It was, it was as bad as it gets. But find out everything that happened in that game and what's to come next week and the weeks following. I think at this point, everybody's just waiting for good old West Virginia and the backyard brawl at InsideThePanthers.com. We will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.